Hello fun people, I'm Isaac Carlson, and today I want to explore every magical room in the Madrigal's Casita. Why are these rooms created? What are the rules that govern them? And of course, what is in each family member's room? Also, if you're new here, consider subscribing for more Magical Encanto and Disney discussions. Now, to understand what secrets exist within Casita and what may lie behind all of the Madrigal's doors, first it's important to grasp where they come from and what their purpose really is. Casita only comes about because of the Madrigals. Every person in the house influences how the home is created. When the family is doing poorly, cracks appear, but when the Madrigals come together, the magic can be stronger than ever. Every member of the Madrigal family who receives a magical gift is also granted a door to a room designed to help them amplify and understand their new abilities. Their room is a perfect environment for their powers, which is great because their gifts are not arbitrary. The gifts are granted to each person based on their personality and the role they have in the family. Casita is a reflection of the Madrigals, so even when we don't know exactly what may lie behind every door, by understanding each family member, we can start to grasp what room could have been created for them, because each magic room has the same rules. According to the Art of Encanto, Mardad Isavandi, art director of Environments, explained that the creators wondered whether each room should should feel like a completely different dimension or if it should feel like a part of the house. And what they decided is that every room would start as a real room, but it would transition to a vast magical but finite space. When a magical child comes of age, they touch their doorknob, discover their gift that is specifically for them, and then a room forms around them. So what room formed around each madrigal? Now starting off with the oldest member of the family, we have Abuela. She is the matriarch, the one who is meant to look after the family's magic, which really means that she has to work to keep her family together. And it turns out that she is constantly reminded of that responsibility because she's surrounded by her husband. In the few glimpses we get to see into her bedroom, we can see that it's an identical copy of the home she had with Pedro in their village. We can especially see this by looking at the window where the miracle candle sits, as it has the same curved design on the top of it as the one Pedro and Alma had. Both rooms also have the same tiling on the ground and even the same blanket on the bed. While on the one hand, Abuela gets to stay connected to the life she had with her husband, unfortunately, that also meant she was burdened with constant reminders of what she had already lost. Since she couldn't let go of her past pain and the memories of Pedro, the home shaped her room to meet that. While Abuela's room is interconnected with tragedy, I don't think most people's rooms are like that. Like Abuela's oldest daughter, Julieta, is surely not that way. The Art of Encanto explains that Julieta is the most empathetic member of her family, and she truly makes her kids her number one priority. She's a mother and a healer, which is why her gift of healing people through food is represented by herbs. While we never got to see any concept art or glimpses into her room, I think the entryway would most likely have a small kitchen for her to experiment with but beyond that, I think she'd have beautiful, vast fields and gardens of herbs, spices, and local fruits and vegetables for her to cook with. I imagine it would be a warm, bright, and comforting place for her family to come and be consoled within. Now, Pepa, the second born of the triplets, was initially supposed to be the wild and untamable aunt, which meant that she was going to be an indestructible daredevil. But eventually, that was altered when the creators felt that was too close to Luisa's super strength. That's why 
they instead gave her the weather powers we see her have in Encanto, which altered her slightly into the fun strange aunt who's barely keeping it all together. For a single brief moment, we get to witness her being consoled in her room by Camille, where we see raindrops on the wallpaper and her lamp. So I assume this is the section of her space before the room transitions to her vast magical area. Now, I think that is probably a place that can withstand any of her large mood swings and would be able to be a place she can calm down in. So I would like to think that she would live on and be amongst the clouds. Now, Bruno's room embodies how Bruno was separated from his family because of his gift. In the development of Bruno's room, the creators considered focusing on making the room with architecture that could have been inspired by Colombian cathedrals, but that concept eventually evolved into a mountainous setting inspired by Colombia's Los Estoraques Mountains. You see, because of the burden Bruno's visions had on him, he was positioned in a massive tower where he was able to physically see beyond his position in the world, and he was physically removed from his family. Then at the top of the mountain, within his mysterious and mystical temple, his vision cave was where he learned to look into the future. Isabella, of course, had a room where everything was related to flowers, as she was the perfect girl who could manifest beauty at a moment's notice, and was supposed to be the best of the Madrigals. It was initially an intimate space where everything was pink and pastel, building up the fact that she was almost a princess for the Madrigals, but she was also trapped by the expectations of her family, which can be seen through the curtains that wrap around and enclose her in her bed. Of course, once she starts to break free from her expectations and unleashes her gift, her room becomes a much more colorful and expressive place for her to live. The room started as a place that was created by the expectations of her family, but it became a reflection of her journey to discover who she wanted to be. Dolores is an interesting case because I initially struggled to imagine what a room based on enhanced hearing would look like, but I think the answer lies again by examining her role in the family. Being born only a few months after the beloved Isabella meant that she was silenced and ignored. We also know that her hearing never stops, even when she's in her room, which is how she heard Luisa's eye twitching and how she listened to Mariano's poetry. That means her room can't be soundproof, but I think it could still be a place for her to feel at ease within. After seeing some concept art of her with musical instruments, that made me imagine a room that's built to be like a concert hall, meaning it's a place that's built to not have horrible reverb or echo. It's a sound-treated place where Dolores' refined ear would be able to pick and choose what she wanted to hear on the outside. And it's a place where she could listen to nature, sounds, and music the way they were meant to be heard. When she was being ignored and when the world got too loud, that was her safe place. Similarly to Dolores, as the middle child, Luisa was really never paid attention to. Her needs and desires were ignored as most people adored Isabella and expected her to look after Mirabelle and the rest of the town for that fact. So her power, of course, became super strength so that she could take on the burdens her family gave her. According to the Art of Encanto, to represent that in her room, in one version she would have had vast tropical spaces with massive boulders for her to work out with. There's also some concept art showing her with an Olympic Victorian pantaloon bloomer uniform, which was inspired by some of the first women who went to the Olympic Games. In my mind, though, instead of her preparing for the Olympic Games, I kind of love the concept of her training like Hercules, like the hero we see in Disney's movie, as if she was also capable of preparing to be a god. There was another concept, though, where rocks were all around her that seemed to also be able to glow. My favorite 
favorite though is one where her room was initially seen to be a boring place made of stone to show the world that she was responsible, but she would also have a secret entrance to a massive theme park where she could just have fun and be a kid. What does the inside of Camille's room look like? Well, early on, he was conceived as an angry teenager with a big attitude who would have been more of an antagonist to Mirabelle on her journey, but that role eventually was determined to be more impactful by being connected to Isabella. Camille was then reimagined to be more of a theater kid type person who was just trying to figure out who he is by trying on a variety of personas. He's having fun, being goofy, acting dramatic, and helping out where he can using his shape-shifting abilities. So his room most likely was filled with mirrors so that he could practice and perfect his impersonations. Little Antonio though, well, he's the sensitive, sweet, and kind baby of the family, which is why he's able to have a gift where he can literally understand animals. He's in tune with the world around him. His room, of course, is a rainforest, which according to the Art of Encanto is specifically based around the Choco region. Since there are so many different rainforests in South America, the creators wanted Antonio's room to feel like it's still in Colombia with accurate vegetation and wildlife for Antonio to be around and explore. The biodiversity is supposed to feel present and real, which is why none of the animals act or speak like humans. Antonio was in his own world where he could have animal friends come together to live in harmony. Now, of course, those are all of the magical rooms that we know existed at the very beginning of Encanto, which left only Mirabelle without one. But something that's important to know about the doors moving forward is that the official screenplay of Encanto describes the doors at the end of the movie as being unformed, with the gifts no longer definitively set in stone. There's a new type of magic that courses through the Encanto, which could mean that all these rooms we discussed may have changed now that the family's roles have been shaken. Everyone's gifts could be altered, because remember, the people inform how the magic functions, the rules behind who receives a magical room may have changed. All that means, if we ever see a continuation of Encanto's story, we may find out that Mirabelle finally has a magical room of her own. But what do you think would be in a magical room for Mirabelle? I feel like without powers for her, it's hard to know what she would have within it, but I think at the very least, it would be welcoming, colorful, filled with her craft supplies, and many, many pictures of all the people she loves. Because to me, she's truly the heart of the family. Fun people, if you're new here, consider subscribing and joining our imaginative Discord server, which is linked down below. That's a great place for us and the community to speak about Encanto, our theories, and everything we're excited about in the Disney world. Right now, I'm particularly looking forward to getting tickets to D23 Expo for this year. But as always, thanks for watching and have a magical day.